This is Lee Shackelford, creator of Relativity, and while we are in post, uh, post-production, ha, I wish, while we are in pre-production for the next uh, season of the series, I've been doing a series of interviews, which, judging by our download count, have been very uh, successful, very popular, so I, I love this. I love that people really want to hear from these people that I'm talking to. And this time, it's my great pleasure to talk to Ken Eckel, who I have known online just by the mysterious initialism PRRP, which is fascinating. So I'm going to ask Ken to explain that. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, PRRP stands for Podcast Reviews Reviews Podcast, uh, the podcast I run that uh, was also in the same Discord server as yours. And is that the end? There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the podcast reviews reviews podcast is one of my favorite things in the world, just because wow. it's such a goofy concept. Uh, and I just realized as I was uh, getting ready to call you that I have not actually left you a review, which is something I need to do. You absolutely have to, or else the podcast will flounder. Right. So <laughs> the, the notion of this podcast, brace yourself, folks, if you're not already familiar with it, is that that uh, that is a show about the reviews of his show. Yeah, I review the reviews people leave on my podcast about my podcast. So if you're listening and you hear something you like, you leave a review on a normal podcast. But I just took out the middleman of all the other stuff about a podcast. That's see, that's uh, that's genius. It's. <laughs> It's absurd genius, but it's, you know, but, but as I was saying the other day, I think you've managed to figure out a way among the 50 million podcasts out there. To, you've got a concept that is truly unique. You, you must, well, I think this is. Oh, go ahead. You, I was going to say you must be the only person doing this, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, I would hope so. Otherwise, I am probably have a they have a head start, I'm sure. But I, I think I'm embracing the medium and I was. I have a lot of uh, compliments and thoughts about your podcast, which is why we're here too. And I want to—I my first instinct is that you uh, really tackled the same thing, in my opinion, where you you said, "Here's a podcast. What can I do with this?" And you said, "Let's make a phone call," as you've said, I believe, in previous uh, mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes episodes. So I think that both of us have have embraced the podcast as a distinct uh, art medium versus even a radio show or something. That's a really good point. I had not been able to draw a line between relativity and podcast reviews, reviews, <laughs> podcasts, but, but you're right. That's, that's exactly right. So, um, so I, I, I have been wondering if there are other things that you're up to, if there are other things that you're doing in the, uh, the vast, uh, wilderness of podcasting or, or, or crowded city street of podcasting or whatever the, the metaphor is. This is my current only endeavor, um, unfortunately. I I felt that uh, there's a a void for reviews, podcast-based show, but uh, I'm always open to collaboration and stuff, but right now this is kind of my only podcast front. Cool. So so the field is wide open for you, so you you can go anywhere. Exactly. That's how I view it. Well, since, since we're on the Discord server, the, the, that vast ongoing conversation, too, that, that's sort of where you and I had run into each other. And I was really uh, tickled by the uh, the enthusiasm you were, you were showing for relativity. And I was saying, wow, this is 
this is obviously a person of discerning taste and, and <laughs> high intelligence. So, but I, I, if you have come to the show fairly recently, then that means you must have binged a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I did. Right? Yeah, and, I actually, I think you were talking to, uh, I believe it was David about the binging aspect. And you were saying, if I can paraphrase, incorrectly probably that you uh can't imagine what it's like oh you're like oh people were probably binging this and i didn't think about that when initially creating it but to me i think david was agreeing it flows so naturally as a binge it's as if you wrote this show and are just slowly trickling out over years for to the detriment of all of us waiting impatiently <laughs> yeah, yeah that's uh i remember that as being with shannon but maybe david oh, was it shannon but oh. it, it matters I, not Let's but, pretend that the same person for my sake. That's right. I listened to those episodes back to back, and so I conflated all the points. You see, this is what happens when you binge things, right? Yep. But, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but in, in any case, whoever purpose. brought it up, it was it really was it was the first time that I had been uh, I had really thought about it because when I when I started doing this, whatever it was, three years ago, I was just hoping that anybody would listen to it ever. You know? <laughs> right. Um, and it the idea that somebody would sit down and listen to it all never crossed my mind until very recently, and and th- there was sort of a a, a a start when I realized that I thought, holy smoke, does that even work? Would that be, <laughs> you know? And, and I think it works really nicely. At personally, as a person coming just within the last few months, um, so I think you've done it. If that's good, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I was pretending with Shannon that I had planned that from the beginning, but no, it's right. a complete. Uh, I don't know. It, it, things definitely change when you get them all uh, back to back like that, instead of having a, a week or whatever to process or mull over things. And I don't know. Yeah. So, but that's great to hear that you're that you're finding that it works. Yeah, I'm sure that in the creation part, the breaks are instrumental in making a flow seem more natural because you have the ability to step back for a while and reconsider and so in a weird paradoxical way i feel like the binge probably works best only retroactively like if a show was continuously coming out week after week it wouldn't have probably the same uh, meticulous care put into it i imagine yeah maybe so i don't know that's <laughs> philosophy for you well yeah no, but that, that's what we're here for right <laughs> but yeah so i uh oh for heaven's sake i almost forgot that i i've got to i've got to launch my spoiler warning because if we're going to oh. talk about specific things so so let me go ahead and do that brace yourself folks here comes my Trademark relativity spoiler. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. I keep meaning to say that I will send an autographed copy of uh, of the scripts for the show to the first person who can tell me what that voice is. There's a voice inside my spoiler warning saying spoiler, and that's not me, and that's not any of the voices I use on the show. That comes from. Um, I'm not going to say where it comes from, <laughs> but I, I just want to know if there's any uh, people out there who recognize that voice, somebody saying spoilers. And I just, so, so write to me, contact relativitypodcast.com. I just, I, I would love to know if somebody recognizes that, but uh, so spoiler warning has been sounded and uh, so, so onward. But you've heard you've heard the whole thing now. You're caught up. I am all caught up and uh, astonished that the final season is upon us. 
so quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering if I, that wasn't hasty to say Oh, it. interesting. Because I have had so many people bless them who have said, no, say it isn't so. And I'm thinking about things like Podtails coming up in October, which I hope to go to. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go there and say, well, I used to do this radio show called <laughs> I used to do Relativity. And then we're going to do the live show in April in Seattle. Right. And I don't want to come out to that and say, yeah, that was a great show we used to have. <laughs> you could always uh, make a new show. That's what I'm thinking. Ah, now we're getting some behind the scenes. Do you have something planned already? Am I getting too ahead of myself before you well, even finish this? Yeah, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> the story that I had planned for Relativity has a definite arc to it. And I've mm-hmm. always known where it was going to end up. And I think I can get there in the next 10 episodes. I, I have them plotted, but I don't have them scripted. And I don't know, maybe I'll get to scripting, actually putting down the last words in that uh, episode 50 and think, you know, <laughs> we're rushing. Maybe sure. we need to, I don't know. <laughs> and, and there is room for something else to happen after that. Oh, now that's a spoiler. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, and I shouldn't say any more about that. <laughs> but, yeah, but I was just I was just thinking about this the other day. I thought, well, that doesn't have to be the end. It would be a really good end, I think, because you, you you've been listening to these conversations with uh, like with David S. Deer and with uh, Shannon Perry. We've been talking about um, uh, pl- plotters and pantsers. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know if those are are, are Sarah. Warner's uh, words or but I'm definitely a planner I, I've got to know the ending before I start writing anything and I write toward the ending mm-hmm. so. I think that makes sense uh, I was thinking about actually your show in terms of I was mentally comparing it to Lost in a lot of ways I don't know if you've watched Lost mm-hmm. yeah but they notoriously started that show without having the ending in mind mm-hmm. and uh, it had a very controversial uh, last few seasons at, at the, to say the least right and yes. I think going back through your show to always turn it back around to your show. Um, I wrote notes be- when I knew He's that. Such a I, good there- guest. Isn't he a good guest? <laughs> uh, when I knew that I was going to possibly be doing a and a I wrote notes after each season about what were unfinished questions still in the show. And after I caught all up to the end of season four, I went back and I realized how many of those questions had been answered without even me like realizing it. Like how you kind of subtly, not really subtly, but like you slid them in in the correct places. It wasn't like, oh, all the information at once, info dump. It was like when it was appropriate, the information came out. And I I came away thinking like there's way fewer questions than I thought I had, even though this is like a core mystery suspense show. How did how did he do that? Cool. That is my feeling. So uh, comparing yeah. it to Lost, I was like, I think that the pl- the plotting is uh, very clear, but also the resolutions I, I just feel are very well uh, paced out and to the point of secretly almost to the point I go, oh yeah, we did learn uh, what hit the ship. Oh yeah, we learned what the cargo is. You know. Mm-hmm. The last time I was at San Diego Comic Con, um, I mean the only time I've been to San Diego Comic Con. Um, one of the one of the guests that everybody was flocking to see was J.J. Abrams. And this was during, I want to say it was like Lost Season 3, maybe? Uh, like the, the peak or something? Yeah, yeah, because there was. There was a frenzy about Lost. And he was taking questions from the audience, and one of the questions was, do you know where this show is going? <laughs> and I wish I could 
imitate his face and that you could see it on on radio here but but he made this face and just nodded smiling and saying yes we do <laughs> it, it was it was that john lovett's um <laughs> yeah the critic like exactly <laughs> <laughs> so so that transparently the answer was we have no idea right right yeah of course that, that was you know the, that was in the big ballroom which has i don't know five thousand people in it or whatever and uh yeah some people were were laughing and clapping and others booed him <laughs> and it and, and i it changed the way i viewed the show right that i thought he doesn't know where this is going does he and then we got to the last episode and said yeah yeah huh? it makes sense <sighs> that <laughs> that that really so you, uh... <laughs> have the same feelings it seems like about that well i i, I think just as a writer i was thinking right. there's really only one thing they can do now they're gonna have to be in hell right because nothing else in the whole universe makes any sense <laughs> so you're telling me the ending isn't that dr mason is waking up from hellish nightscape is that what you're telling me <laughs> He's going to wake up in bed next to Suzanne Plachette and say, you should wear more sweaters. And then there's zooms out and there's a uh, snow globe. <laughs> no, no, this really does have a real answer to all these questions. And I don't know if it'll be satisfying to people or not. It, it, it pleases me, but we'll we'll find out. Well, I, I'm left as a personal as a person who hasn't written a sci fi and fiction. What are those? What are the science fiction podcast? I don't know what this word stand for. Yeah, uh, I you know, I don't know what to expect or think uh from a personal standpoint but it feels like it will have a satisfying conclusion just by how satisfying it's been the whole way through well that's good yeah i, I don't want to do what um if i understood sports i think i would know what this means but uh, uh what i hear i hear people say uh five yard line fumble ah right uh, that's what Touchdown. i don't want to do well you uh have a, a unique place in my heart and in relativity history because you contributed our first piece of fan art that we've ever got. I can't got. believe it was the first one you ever got. Well, maybe people have been doing it and they didn't know that I'd like to see it. Uh, but I, it's, like it really has been one of my dreams from from the very beginning. I, I, I see other shows that people do do art for and I think, wow, I would like for somebody to, you know, think about our show in that way and and do something about it. So... You had a mental picture there of of Chris and Sophia, and uh, I, I thought it interesting that uh, just in your and you said it was a quick doodle, something you did very quickly. Mm -hmm. but, but I love the idea of sort of having them in the same space, so they're they're facing each other as if they can uh, almost make eye contact and uh, mm -hmm. and talking like that. It's a uh, it's just a lovely idea. Um, one of the things that's that struck me just glancing at it is that Sophia looks beleaguered. She, yes. <laughs> she just looks fed up. And, uh, which I, I, I think at times that comes through. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be. <laughs> that has to be a part of who she is. Just she she won't leave her work. But but every day when she comes in, it's got to be. Well, what's it going to be today? Right, right, right. Yeah, I like their dynamic a lot, and I feel uh, that the voice actress is it Elena. Uh, yes, Elena Jordan. Yeah. She is just so compelling and uh, so believable. I know that like when you're writing and creating a character and you're voicing it, you know how it sounds in your head. But to have this separate person read your words so so well, it must be uh, very. It's it's great for the listener. I'll tell you that much. That's all I know. That's terrific. 
Yeah. And I, as I was telling somebody else just not too long ago, I, I know Elena well, and I, uh, one of the things, one of the reasons why I did not want to do this show without her. I mean, my idea was it was going to be about this guy and this woman, you know, that's all I knew. And I said, mm-hmm. uh, well, I know a way to keep this, um, to keep this cast under control, you know, to, to, to always be able to schedule voices and so on. I'll play with the guy. Um, uh, right. Those being the adoptions, I thought I would play the guy. And I thought, how am I going to make this work? Because it's going to be real specific, real um, nuanced in some ways. Oh, okay, Elena, of course. So the next thing I need to do is just contact her and ask her if she's interested. And, of course, she squealed and jumped up and down in that way. (laughs) So uh, I said, I'll take that as yes. But Elena is so not Sophia. I just (laughs) – if you knew Elena Jordan, you would know – what a what a great acting performance this is because she is just nothing like that character. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I keep I keep marveling that I will have I mean, I've been writing, you know, for, for forty years for performance of various kinds. And so I learned a long time ago that as a as a writer you have certain you can't not have a line reading in your mind while you're writing. You have a an idea about how that line is going to be said. Mm-hmm. And you you have to I, I tell my students this, you have to let that go because the actor and the director, they're going to bring something new to this performance. It's going to be different than what you thought. Don't think that automatically that means it's wrong. Right. So just let that go. But my God, I send these scripts to Elena and she records them entirely remote. We don't, we don't converse while she does this. She does them the whole show by herself. In oh, her okay. And she sends me these back and I just listen to them. I think, that's my line reading. That's, wow. I always think about a little thing between her and Marcus where um, Dr. Mason has told her to take a, an aspirin for her headache, which for some reason she's reluctant to do. And the exchange is uh, Marcus says, did you take the pill like Dr. Mason said? And she says, yes, I took the pill like Dr. Mason said. Well, Clarence recorded his lines for Marcus remotely. Mm-hmm. And his line reading was, did you take the pill like Dr. Mason said? And Elena had already recorded her comeback, which was, yes, I took the pill like Dr. Mason said. <laughs> and it just like perfectly flowed like that. Yes. So it sounds like <laughs> she was mocking his line reading, which he hadn't recorded yet. So I just. Now that's relativity. That's relativity. <laughs> but you, you say you, if you got notes, if you got questions, then we're, then we're in business because otherwise yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what to talk about. Well, I could praise your show a little bit more, but otherwise I got <laughs> questions. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I, I have uh, a list of unanswered questions that I think I have uh, thoughts about, or maybe I'm wrong, you know, of course. And if they are correct at all, which I doubt, just feel free to bleep them all out. That's so right. That they're not spoiled, but... I'm not going to tell you. Um, I think the question that I feel the most confident about is that, uh, Peter is trying to preserve the bodies in the freezer because a la the parallel to Miss Shoemaker, uh, or I guess the daughter, I shouldn't say that the mother, but uh, the freezing the body for the future is the way to make her survive. So I think that Peter, instead of um, he's trying to maybe preserve the youth of especially the women and maybe their ovaries or whatever uh, for p- fertility reasons. So I think that he's not trying to actually kill them. I think he's trying to save them. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Mm. <laughs> that's the well, most confident I am, but that's the rest I don't know. Yeah, and, and since the, these are 
yeah, plot points for the, the upcoming season, I don't want to say that's right. Right. Of or, course. Or, oh my God. What are you, yeah. That I'm way off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm just going to say, Hmm, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there questions? I mean, I, I, I have literally a notepad because of my situation of my problem, but are there things that you're curious what people are wondering about or thinking about? I missed, I missed part of that, of your, your situation. Um, I just have a problem where I took way too many notes about the show. So uh, huh? if there's anything in particular, in particular that, like, that you're interested uh, in hearing what fans or whomever have questions or curiosities about. I thought, I thought David Deere at the uh, ninth world journal, I thought he, he brought up a fascinating point and I, and I really hadn't, I love it because it's not something I had thought about. I, but we were talking about the challenge of writing a show that at least pretends to be hard science fiction. Mm-hmm. But it seems to have a metaphysical element as well. That's right. Yeah, I, I do remember. I thought that was Shannon. No, I'm just I'm kidding now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, in terms of the metaphysical, that was an interesting conversation to listen to because I hadn't really considered that personally. Um it definitely seems like it's very down to earth. And I think what I think, here's my flattery again. What I really find compelling about this show is how kind of intimate it is. Mm. Um, and it's really grounded within just two people, both getting to know each other, being able to communicate together, and just the lens of the podcast medium of just the audio at the beginning, at least, of the, sh- of the podcast where you only are hearing each other's voices, it creates a situation in a really brilliant and I imagine difficult way for a writer to disseminate information to each of them to both learn about each other while also informing the audience of what's happening. Um, And because of that intimacy uh, versus a show where there's a great ensemble sci-fi cast or something, you really uh, feel grounded and down to earth and it feels like a really real space. Uh, So because of that, I just never thought of like, it seemed so it seemed like this could be happening in like an escape room and someone could just be knocking on the door, giving directions to solve the puzzles almost, you know, it didn't have to be in a, mm. a spaceship uh, the way it feels. It feels like it could just be anywhere, but it, it just it feels so grounded to me. So I didn't think like, oh, is this a uh, religious uh, he's waking up from hell? I knew it, you know, yes, or anything right. like that. So that was an interesting thought. I had never crossed my mind. I don't know if the voices are the past or the future humans or something communicating my interpretation. And I think I've gone off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Is no, this that... is exactly what I was asking about. No, <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. My interpretation of the voices uh, is that they are the people that they're hearing the people that they love the most. So for, for Chris, it's the captain for uh, Sophia. It's ostensibly her father. Now these are all up in the air, you know, or at least had a really deep connection to, but I imagine it's a, actually a one way street because I don't think the captain cared about Chris the way he liked her. And also for Peter and his brother, we don't know their relationship, but my assumption is that there's something about uh, projecting your own emotion or feelings. Uh, but I don't know. That's, so that was my interpretation of what maybe the voices could be. Mm. Well, again, oh, no. I'll say, hmm. Okay. But, yeah, it, it's not spoilery. Uh, Try to answer this without getting spoilery. <laughs> you can just cut I, this whole segment out if you want. I, you know. It, it's it's but it's fascinating. Um, <laughs> I think people will enjoy hearing this. It's not giving too much away. I think to say that that you're right on it about the people that they're the voices they're hearing. They hear the voices of people that they care about and and have lost. 
Um, oh, I was just nodding for a second, and I realized it didn't go through. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I couldn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh no, it sounds like I'm ignoring you, but I'm nodding. <laughs> I do that on the phone all the time. <laughs> Did you not hear me? Did you not hear the rocks in my head as I shook it? <laughs> I think that's the big thing is that I I I I wonder about the voices. I guess I've wanted people from the beginning to wonder, has this become a ghost story? And they mm-hmm. even say that in, in the show. Right. Uh, Which is good to hang that lampshade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there's still room for that to be what it is. Is this really the captain and professor Schumacher talking to them? But I, I did want to uh, deliberately toss in the monkey wrench of having Peter here, his brother who is still alive as far as we know. Right. Right. So, That's true. Yeah. You know, he shouldn't be a ghost voice, but we also don't know. Plus the relativity factor. They could be long dead. Uh, so, yeah. Cause yeah. What, what time is it or what year is it? Where they're right. Well, it depends on where you're standing. It's <laughs> exactly. Sorry to ask weird, unanswerable questions, but I guess that's why those are the unanswered questions. So, far. yeah, no, I love that. That's uh... I, 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 this is what I, it's exciting for me to hear the behind the scenes. So I have to imagine anything I can pry out of you will be exciting for anyone else. Great. Do you, are do you, let's see, are you a Kurosawa fan? Yes. I, I kept thinking about um, the hidden fortress mm-hmm. uh, going into this. And how you start with the two bandits that are mm. ultimately like, I guess, what, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 in the yeah. American movie. Uh, and so, like, that you start movie. from this small world and you build it out. You have Marcus and the whole institute, the families and all the other things uh, going on. Uh, I think you might have answered this before, and I'm sorry if it's redundant, but um, I think you said you may have started with that small thing and hadn't planned on adding more people, but was it always, uh, you had the ending in mind. So was it kind of that conical shape of the, the beginning of the two people expanding to the end? Is that kind of always part of the idea? No, I really did have the idea that I was going to tell this whole giant story and it was just going to be this phone call between uh, the ship and the ground. And I, that was naive. (laughs) Because I pretty quickly realized that, for one thing, it's just hard to tell the story because um, I realized that it was it was awkward to 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 stop. They would right. have to they would have to literally uh, like uh, say time out. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Other, otherwise, for one thing, time was never going to progress. Um, somebody asked me, I think it was Shannon just recently, uh, how much time has passed since the since episode one, and I had to admit I really don't know. But I don't right. think it's much because you'll hear a 15 minute episode and then the next episode is literally picks up the moment afterwards. So after two episodes, a half an hour has passed right. for them. Right. So on and on this goes. I, I, I had to figure out a way to to for people to go to sleep and go <laughs> on to the next day right. <laughs> right. or something. And so so now being able to cut away to something that's happening with Marcus and to go away to, for Sophia to go home to her mother and things like that. And mm-hmm. that has that has facilitated the storytelling tremendously. Yeah. And I would love to tell you I planned that from the beginning, but that would be uh, <laughs> what do you call that? A lie. <laughs> All right. I have one final question about your process, then I'll let you mm. go. I've noticed that at the end of your episodes, you don't ask people to leave reviews on iTunes. Is this a conscious choice or is this just uh, did it slip your mind? Or is that just me being so new at this that I didn't understand (laughs) 
the extraordinary value that Apple places on these things. Well, the thing is, this the whole reason I made my podcast is because every single podcast I'd ever heard asks for reviews at the end. That's and right. Yours, notoriously, to me, does not ask for those reviews, so I was immediately skeptical of your motives. That's right. There's got to be a reason. No, and I'm afraid there's no reason at all. I just, no. I really, really did not understand how important that is. So, yes, yeah, so now, I'm, I'm, now I'm out there on Twitter sorry. saying, subscribe, Brad, and leave us a comment, please. please. <laughs> and, and I still don't have it built into that uh, closing announcement. I think so. it's better this way. I just was being silly, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if you, of all people, didn't ask that question, then it would, it would have just been weird. Yes, exactly. So, I just felt it was my duty, my personal responsibility. Yeah, speaking of leaving comments, I, I really have. I haven't been a... I haven't been a good friend and a good listener. I've got to get over there and leave you a review so that you will have something to talk about. Exactly. Otherwise, what do I say? So. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite uh, PRRP so far has been the one where uh, at least put up the, the uh, offer the pretense that um, uh, somebody's review has reached the wrong desk. <laughs> that was it, it, that was not even my own machinations. That was a legitimate review that I got. So I have. That's all I could assume. It was a review about a dog and two ladies talking about murder mysteries. I think it was not meant for my show. Well, I, I thought it was a clever bit of comedy writing, but that really <laughs> happened. You really, really that. I, I would have loved to have done that, but I, I don't want to influence my own show with my own comedy writing, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else took the took it on themselves to do it, which I appreciate. Well, uh, yeah. Let me ask people. Uh, let me ask you, how can people find you? And all of that stuff. Well, I appreciate it. Um, my Twitter handle and everything I think so far is at ReviewsPod. Um, or you can just Google Podcast Reviews Reviews Podcast, which has the best SEO of any podcast you could look for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, or, or you may have the an unsearchable name like mine. So. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I, there's only – yours pops up like uh, first or second, I think. So I think huh. – you're safe. That that has changed since the beginning because I, at first I was telling people, oh, just Google relativity, you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about naive. Yeah. Now, you you want to call your show something like ARCA four five six seven two. You know. That's what I, I need to just make it like a, a string of numbers no one's ever typed out. I, I really wasn't thinking either when I first started my show about uh, the SEO or anything reasonable, just the reviews. So I I think. We're on the same page there. <laughs> We're learning. Yes. We're yes. Learning and growing. Well, Ken, this has been great fun. Thank you so much for taking, making the time to talk. And Of course. Thank you for having me uh, among all the prestigious other guests, both Shannon David and David Shannon. That's right. And and who else, Who knows whoever else? Yeah. No, I'm going to try to keep this up as long as I can. Uh, I mean, and uh, to my astonishment, people are sort of flocking. They're saying, hey, me next. So that's cool. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks, thanks so much again. for having me on, and Certainly. I uh, hope that uh, see, you can keep procrastinating Season 5 by having more of these. That's right. I'll keep dragging <laughs> it out as long as I can. And by the <laughs> way, folks, if you'd like to uh, go to uh, 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 Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Ah, now we're talking. Wonderful. <laughs> and then go to Podcast Reviews, Reviews Podcast, and leave them a review, too, whether you've heard the show or not. Especially if you haven't. Leave, just leave a review saying you heard this episode on the, on Relativity. Right. And or after you've left a review on relativity, come here and let let me know you left a review so I can let Lee know that there, there's been a review on his show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Try to keep this as recursive and absurd <laughs> as possible. Exactly. Fantastic. Thanks again. Kate. Thank you. 